Welcome to the Warrior Goddess Revolution, a podcast dedicated to helping you get free, free of shame, free of fear, free of limitations, and free to become the woman you are meant to be. Let the inner revolution begin. Here's your host, Heather Ash Amara. Hey everyone, Heather Ashamara here doing a live Warrior Goddess Revolution podcast. I'll be doing these every couple weeks on YouTube uh, and then we'll be put onto the podcast warriorgoddess.com slash podcast. So today our focus is how to gain traction when things are slippery. That's the topic. So welcome everyone to Warrior Goddess Revolution podcast. The topic comes from an experience I had last weekend. So last weekend, I decided after five days of being at home and doing lots and lots and lots of online, I thought, let's go have an adventure. So got in my truck and drove over to my land and it had snowed about 18 inches in town. So I knew there'd probably be more snow up on the land. And it was one of those moments of, should I go or should I stay? Should I go through the snow? The road isn't plowed, but I was like, why not? Let's just make this happen. So I drove in and pretty much, not immediately got stuck, but pretty soon in got stuck and got stuck in some pretty spectacular ways. And it took about three hours to dig out, to put mud down or dirt down on the earth to make it settle, to go slow. And this is the thing that I learned and what I wanted to share on the podcast is that when you're in the snow and you start going too quickly, you lose traction. And so literally what was happening is anytime I tried to get myself out of the snow and went too fast, the tires would start spinning and it would start spinning and making ice. And what I learned is that when I dug out and got back to earth and went really, really slow, that so that the traction from the tires hung on there with the snow, that I could get myself out. Now, it took multiple tries, but this idea of traction. So often what we think will create traction, will allow us to move forward is speed. If I just go fast enough. And this happens in so many different areas of our life where there's something we're uncomfortable with. There's something that we're wanting to change, but we don't know how. There's a place we feel stuck that we just want to get out of. And so we try for speed. We try and just put our foot on the accelerator and see, can I get myself out of this stuck place by pushing, by going as fast as I can to get away from it or to get through it. And the reminder of being stuck in the snow that sometimes what you actually need is to go slow, to really slow down so that you can gain traction. And what's traction? It's your capacity to move forward. It's for two surfaces to connect and for there to be enough friction that you can move forward. And friction always doesn't come from speed, okay? Creating change in your life doesn't always come from speed. 
So where are the places in our life where we're trying to power through something, we're trying to push, we're trying to make something happen, but we're slipping. We're not gaining momentum because we're just actually digging ourselves in deeper and getting more and more and more stuck. Have you ever had that feeling where you're trying so hard, but it feels like all that's happening is that you're actually getting more locked in to where you've been instead of movement. So that place of, okay, stop. Start by stopping. When you feel like you're stuck or you feel like you're in a rut, you can't get yourself out, stop and assess. And this is literally, for me, it was stop, get out of the car, walk around the truck, see what the situation is. And don't panic. Don't judge yourself. Don't beat yourself up. Don't make it any worse than it is. Be curious. Now, the first time that I got stuck, when I got out, my truck was pushed up against a fence. I was going over a culvert, which was a creek that had a pipe underneath the road. And my truck started sliding and it slid into the fence. And when I got out and climbed over the fence and looked around, I was like, this is so not good. Because what had happened is I had slipped towards the culvert, which means I was slipping into the creek. And as I got the shovel out, I just stayed super calm. And I was like, all right, let's assess the damage. Let's see what's happening. It looks bad, but the truth is I don't really know yet, okay? And as I started digging out, I dug, I found the culvert under my truck and I was like, okay, this is bad. <laughs> but when I dug my, the front tire out, the tire was literally one inch away from space and nothingness. And it was on the ground. The entire front tire was on earth. But literally if I had been one inch backward, I would have been in the creek. Okay. <laughs> so, but that I didn't, caused myself more distress because I simply, the attitude was, let's find out what's going on. And then, oh, this is bad. Oh, we're okay. All right. And so in my life and in our lives, this is an invitation is that when you're stuck, assess first and do your best to assess without going into disaster mind, without going into worst case scenario. This is the worst thing that's happened. This is terrible. This is awful. Oh my God, what if, just like, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. Deep breath, start digging, start getting curious. What's actually here, what's actually happening. And then once you get a sense of what is, then you can choose what you're gonna do going forward. Then you have some more information and more guidance. And I was just talking to a group of women about this yesterday, that when there's something that we want to shift in our life, whether that's an addiction, whether it is a pattern or habit that we have that we keep going back to, whether it is a way that we're procrastinating, a way that we're overriding ourselves, that step one is always stop or not always, but helpful. Stop, assess. Feel what you're actually feeling. Come back into your body. Take a breath. And that place of coming back home into the body and being, again, curious what's happening in my body right now. So, for example, if you have 
a, a pattern of overeating or you have a pattern of overworking or you have a pattern of procrastinating to stop and to get curious why am i reaching for that thing okay or what am i avoiding and instead of then going into the story go into the feeling what am i actually feeling in this moment and even if you can stay for two three four seconds a minute and just breathe and be with yourself and witness what's going on in your body. And then listen for what am I yearning for? Because anytime we have an addiction, anytime that we're procrastinating, I believe there's something that we're yearning for at a deeper level that we think this thing is going to meet. Sometimes addictions habits, patterns come from agreements that we've made. A lot of times there's an agreement locked in there. And what there also is, is a need. So what's the deeper need? What's the yearning? What is your heart yearning for? And what our mind wants to do is my heart is yearning for this thing out here, uh, for somebody else to make me feel safe, for somebody else to take care of me, for this to go away, for this to stop, okay? Or there's a sense of I must do it right, others are gonna be upset with me. So there's all this content that can be there. When you go towards your yearning, what you're doing is separating out, clearing out what's not mine and what's not relevant. And what I mean by that is what's not relevant is what is something I'm wanting somebody else to do. So in a case when you're feeling for your own yearnings, the yearning you have for somebody else to do something different, at this particular second of feeling into it isn't relevant. What's relevant is what are you yearning for and how can you begin to learn how to give that for yourself? to give it to yourself rather than trying to get it from the outside. Now, this doesn't mean you can be completely independent. You don't need other people. This isn't an excuse to remove yourself more and more from humans. It's an invitation. My belief is that we all really need each other and that connection that we have with other humans, the love, the reflection, the companionship, the conflict, all of that is important. And that also doesn't negate us learning to listen to our own deepest yearnings and to how can we fulfill those? How can we be creative? So here's an example. Let's say that I've gotten into a pattern where I'm reaching for something that doesn't serve me. It could be anything. It might be another person and the, per the perception that they'll love me. It might be food. It might be alcohol. It might be overworking, like staying connected or staying connected to Facebook, something like that. I'm reaching outside of myself. And there's that feeling sense of spinning out. Okay. You're, you're able to, to recognize that this isn't actually serving me. And probably all of us have that, have that feeling. Facebook is such a great example, right? Because you're scrolling and part of your mind's like, there's other things I should, could, would love to be doing, and yet here I am. And there's that feeling sense of spinning 
of not being able to unstick yourself or a habit of you know, having that extra cup of coffee in the afternoon, even though you know your body doesn't like it and it doesn't feel good in your body long term, there's still that reaching for something else. So getting quiet when you feel that urge, like when you're scrolling through Facebook, the invitation is, or when you're reaching for that cup of coffee or for whatever it is, or you're thinking about calling the human that usually, um, you know, who isn't really available, but you're hoping one day it'll be available, is to stop yourself, pause, and then really feel into your being. What's going on? What am I feeling right now? And there's going to be discomfort, guaranteed. There's going to be discomfort. There's going to be all sorts of things going on. If you can come into just being with the experience without trying to fix it or change it or understand it, just settle into this is what I'm, my body is experiencing right now. Breathe. There's tension in my belly. There's tension in my heart. I feel my jaw tight. I feel fluttering. I feel anxious. I'm scared. I'm confused that you let yourself be with whatever's happening. And that's the stop so that you can then get traction again and take little baby steps to go slow. So that feeling sense, I always have people, one hand on your heart, one hand on your belly, slow. Hi, sweetheart, I'm right here. Listen, what's going on in your being? And then as you just open to what your physical experience is, what your emotional experience is. And you might also get to witness some of what your mind's up to. Okay, but don't let your, your thoughts take you out of your body. Stay in the body and then be like, oh, and what's, what are my thoughts up to? Then what am I yearning for? What am I actually wanting here? And a lot of times what we're yearning for is safety, peace, to feel comforted, love, a sense of belonging, or there's a yearning for, and that comes from safety of like avoiding the emotion or avoiding the discomfort. Okay, that's often safety. So the next question is what can I do to help me? feel more loved in this moment or more safe in this moment or more of a sense of peace in this moment what can you do what how can you either take an action that is a nourishing healing action or how can you change your attitude change your focus so let's say that you slow down that you feel your own anxiety that you take a breath and you feel, what do I need? What am I yearning for? And is, is that actually, like, what can I do to support myself at this time? And I'll, let's, let me share something that's going on with me right now. It's actually perfect. So over the last mm, 10 days, I've been working on an article and I've done hours and hours worth of research. And what I was researching was addiction conspiracy theories and QAnon because the conspiracy theory slash QAnon has really started to weave itself into spiritual community slash wellness health. And 
I really wanted to explore what's happening and how to educate myself and how to educate others to one, either not fall into that trap of starting to get hooked into the falsehoods that QAnon is promoting in many different ways, or for people that have friends that have gotten involved in QAnon or conspiracy theories, how to support them in being in dialogue with their beloveds, being in dialogue with their friends. Okay, and for how all of us, how do we stay compassionate? How do we stay open-hearted? And how do we also make really clear boundaries? And I first was you know, introduced, we can say to this QAnon world by my friend Matthew messaged me one day and he said, Heather Ash, I need you to watch this video. You need to know what's happening. And at first I was like, I don't wanna see this. I don't wanna know about this. This has nothing to do with me. And he kept, we kept in dialogue around it. And one day I had a, an email from a friend. This was right before the election. So this was November, right before the election. And somebody who's an acquaintance, I wouldn't call her a friend, I would call her an acquaintance, wrote me and said, who lives in Canada, and said, Heather Ash, I just wanted you to know that there's a group, I have a group of healers online playing, praying for Trump's victory in the election tomorrow. And I read the email and I was like, hmm, okay, that's kind of strange. Like that's a strange email out of the blue to be sending to me. And so I wrote her back and I said, I'm voting for Biden-Harris. That's all I wrote. And, you know, uh, some other stuff, but that was the main message. And she wrote me back. This, this email was like, I cannot believe that you are part of the, um, gosh, I can read it directly of what she said. Let me do that because it's fascinating that it was basically, I can't believe that you have had the wolves pulled over your eyes and that you believe in this. Let me grab it really quick because I want to read exactly what she wrote. So this was my first introduction to QAnon within my sphere, my circle. Uh, here's what she wrote. I was completely shocked to read that you are praying for Biden, who is possessed. I didn't say I was praying for Biden. I said I was voting for him, who is possessed by dark satanic forces and behind massive child sex trafficking and pedophilia rings. I have no words. I wish you all the very best in the coming weeks as the veils of illusions fall one by one to be re replaced finally with the ugly truth of our world. My group of healers and I have been well tuned for the upcoming chaos and transition from lies to truth. Sorry to read, you are on the wrong side of the war. I made a choice not to write her back. And I was also hoping this was a kind of random occurrence. But what I've learned as I studied more, opened my heart more, dove in, was that it's not a random occurrence, it's happening more and more. And it's very targeted, unfortunately. It's very easy to slip into. So. I've done all this research. I wrote the article. We launched the article today. I still feel the tension in my belly. I was so nervous hitting send today, posting it on my Facebook. And I've had to stop myself several times today to just breathe into my nervousness. And the thing about being a writer is that anytime that you share something vulnerable, something that is tender for you or something that might not be well received by some people, there's always this sense of, um, for me, there's always a sense of fear. 
And as I sat with it today and sat with my nervousness and like put my hands on my belly and with the discomfort, what I, what I realized is part of the fear is I don't want to lose friends. I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to alienate people. Um, mostly I don't want to lose friends because there, I know that I, there are people in my world probably that are, that are believing these particular things. And so to, to come back to the discomfort and just self-soothe, what do I need? The first voice is, I just want everybody to be okay and to be nice and therefore there to no be conflict, okay? That's not possible. Like I can have that thought, I wanna always feel safe or I want everyone to like me or everyone to get along, but that's not, that's a, a desire, that's a preference, which is different from a longing in the way that I'm talking about it, okay? So as I settle deeper in, just to walk you through the process with this, as I settle deeper into myself, doesn't mean the tension in my belly goes away right away. It's still here, but I'm with it. And when I feel into the longing, like the deepest longing is for me to stay present with myself and with what is true here in this moment. So instead of abandoning myself by scrolling through Facebook and seeing if it's okay, by avoiding the feeling, that's all forms of abandoning self. My longing is just stay here, sweetheart, stay here. It's okay, be uncomfortable, but stay here in connection to myself, in connection to my own sense of vulnerability. And so as we're learning how to, to gain traction in our lives, to make changes. So as we settle in, coming back into relationship with where you are now and what you're yearning for doesn't mean it's gonna resolve immediately. But it does mean you're going to then have the traction to start to take new steps. And if you find yourself sliding again, that you stop, come back to your body, check back in again, breathe, refine your traction. One of the things that I learned about being stuck in the snow is that you can take dirt, and this is why people carry kitty litter. I've also been laughing at how many people are like, oh yeah, Heather Ash, I always carry kitty litter and put extra weight in my, like all the people that know about snow, which I did, I'm learning. Um, and it's good to have people that know things that you can learn from. But one of the things that I learned is that if you get dirt, so one of the things that the people that were helping me, we dug the snow out, We dug dirt and threw dirt under the tires on top of the snow. So there's, you know, seven inches of snow with a tiny layer of dirt on top of it. And I kept saying, how is this going to help? This is what I was saying in my head. How is this going to help by putting just a shovel full of dirt in front of the tires? What is that going to do? It worked. It worked. What it did is it gave the tires again, just enough traction to be able to move forward. So 
in our lives, slowing down, finding where's my traction and your traction is going to come from getting in your own body, staying present. And then what additional support do you need? Kind of what dirt needs to be put in front of you? And that might be friends that are supportive of you. That might be getting enough sleep. That might be taking a bath to clear your energy field. That might be going for a long walk so that you can, there's additional support that can help you stay in relationship with the moment and your traction. And yeah, and thanks for the, the comment. I've been struggling to find peace with family over similar issues. And I think a lot of people have that they're finding that their beloveds or their grandparents or friends are starting to slide into this very slippery slope of deception and of lies. And as always with all conspiracy theories, and believe me, I, there's places that I do believe particular things, okay? And with all conspiracy theories, no matter how outlandish a conspiracy theory is, there it started in some, there's some piece of truth buried in it, okay? So, you know, with QAnon, the part of the thing with QAnon is that there's massive child sex trafficking and pedophilia rings. Okay. Is there child sex trafficking? Yes, there is. Period. Okay. Is it coming from this particular group? No. Are there people within that maybe? Yes. Okay, but to take one truth and then start to grow it that this is the way it is for everyone, what it what's happening is that people aren't then able to look at the real issues, like to really learn about sex trafficking, to support the groups that are actually fighting sex trafficking, that have their feet on the ground, that are that are finding the women and helping them to to rebuild their lives. And so to understand that no matter kind of what stage somebody's in, in relationship to conspiracy theories and QAnon, and I talk about this in, the, in my article. So the articles at warriorgoddess.com slash seeking truth, there's a huge list of resources. And one of the list of resources is these five stages. You know, the first stage is people are, are curious, they're open, they're kind of exploring. And the fifth stage is they're believing really uh, outlandish things. So there's these different levels and it's easy to slide. And especially with what's happening with QAnon is that the because it's gamified, because the, the kind of the message is go find the truth, it's out there. People will find something and then feel the sense of like, I found the truth. Well, the truth is you can find anything about anything, but there's this sense of I'm piecing the truth together. Okay. It's very addictive and it's very, very similar to cult dynamics. So I think it's really important for all of us to learn, to understand, educate ourselves so that we can continue to have traction with ourselves and in our relationships in terms of addiction. Any of you that have struggled with beloveds that have addictions, you know that there's very little that you can say or do that will help them step out of their addiction until they're really, really ready. So for us to have an understanding, 
compassion boundaries, to set boundaries. We don't have to set boundaries out of anger or making or othering people. We can set boundaries out of, no, I don't believe this. We can also have open dialogue. We need to continue to have open dialogue. It's really important. And that's part of what creates traction in our communities is open dialogue. But to feel the difference between I'm having open dialogue with someone, it's slow, we're getting to know each other, or we're, we're really understanding each other's beliefs, whether we believe each other or not, there's respect, there's presence, versus it's just sliding out and nothing's happening. So I hope you go check the article out because there's a lot of resources. Again, it's at warriorgoddess.com slash seeking truth. Uh, if you scroll down to the bottom of the article, I listed a number of really great resources around uh, overview, communication, how to get out of conspiracy theory slash QAnon, and also just additional resources. And you know, just as we start to close today, that this idea of slipping, that we all slip in our lives, that we all have places where we have ruts, where we are digging ourselves in deeper without even realizing it in a lot of different areas in our life. And the invitation is slow down and really get to the roots so that when you move forward, you're moving forward with awareness you're moving forward in a steady way. You know, the changes that we each want to make inside of ourselves, whatever those changes are of things that we want to let go of or things that we want to step towards, those changes come not by taking one big action and then it's done. Those changes come from slow and steady. Action over time, sustainability. And this is true for ourselves individually, and this is true in our communities as well. I hope you got some value today from my experience with getting stuck in the snow and writing an article and many blessings to each of you and gratitude. Let's all show up, find traction, keep going. Blessings. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it with a fellow warrior goddess. If you felt fully empowered and inspired by what you heard today, we want to know about it. You can share your feedback by leaving a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We thank you for your support. It's the fastest way to fuel the revolution. To learn more about the Warrior Goddess Revolution and other Warrior Goddess offerings, visit us at www.warriorgoddess.com.